Welcome to Loosen Up Your Painting Podcast, the podcast with tips and advice on how to improve your painting. For beginners to advanced, you'll learn new ways to grow your painting fun and enjoyment. I'm Malcolm Dewey, your host from MalcolmDeweyFineArt.com, and let's begin. to be chatting to you again on how to loosen up your painting podcast. Today I'm going to be talking a bit about color. Color in your paintings and how to get that spark of color or make colors really work for you. It's one of the questions I get quite often. Sometimes artists are looking at my paintings for instance and wondering why I've chosen certain colors. Uh, Maybe the shadows, there are some unusual colors some color combinations. What I find over time is the whole issue of color kind of develops and you find what works for you. And often it becomes part of your signature style, even maybe without you even realizing it. But what about beginner artists and even intermediate artists who are struggling to find that expressive color And want something more exciting, more exciting color and uh, something that's perhaps a little different. So I'm going to have a look at a few of my top issues and also some tips on how to approach this and maybe experiment a little more. First of all, you've got to play with a limited palette of colors. It's very difficult for a beginner and even an experienced artist to put out a massive amount of paints tube colors on their palette. It's a struggle to find your way around all of those colors. Your painting can very easily start looking like a a patchwork of colors that are not harmonizing. Imagine sort of a lime green and then you've got autumn greens and and, uh, warm colors and you've got these cool bright colors. It can look like you've gone down a contemporary color direction on one hand and then more traditional colors on right next to it and it doesn't harmonize it looks like kind of a fruit salad of color the thing though is when you use a limited palette of colors let's say if you really want to learn about mixing color right from the beginning and and become as familiar with colors then start with the primary colors and white. Primary colors like let's say cadmium yellow and then cadmium red light, ultramarine blue and white. Mix those around, see what you get. The greens and the warm greens and the cool greens and the violets and some variety of color. Work on that for weeks or months even and you'll find that you can pretty much get everything you need. Vary things up a bit by perhaps removing the red light and using alizarin crimson. What happens then? What sort of colors are you getting and how does that cool red influence 
your yellows and your oranges and even putting it into a small amount into your greens. So that can have a, a huge influence as well. By testing out those limited number of colors and what you can achieve with them, you'll become far more adept and your expertise at seeing subtle color variations will become more and more acute. Now, how does this make you more expressive with your color? Well, I believe that by learning a range of colors, you know what direction you want to go and how to get there. You could, for instance, substitute the ultramarine for cerulean blue or maybe cobalt blue and see what that cobalt and alizarin mixture with maybe some titanium white does for cool blues and cool violets, how that influences your shadow colors or your shadow pattern in your painting. You'll see a tremendous potential with those new colors. And this makes you confident with every color option that you faced with in your subject. You'll be able to face any subject confidently You'll be able to mix cool colors and warm colors and a cool version of reds and a warm version of reds and oranges and yellows will be an entire range there as well. And this means that you can paint trees and foliage and roads and shadows, skies, every facet of a landscape, seascapes as well, obviously, that will be profoundly influenced by the type of blues and subtle greens that you can bring in to describe every texture and mood of a sea or a river or lakes, etc. Now another important part of color, and if you take a, a moment and perhaps browse online and have a look at some of Claude Monet's paintings. For example, have a look at his series on haystacks. <laughs> you know, what an unusual subject, but You'd be mistaken if you're thinking that Monet was interested in haystacks as, as, as a thing in itself. What he was interested in was the light. And the haystacks were just a convenient vehicle to describe what he wanted to describe. And that was the effect of light on fairly uh, immovable and uh, perhaps a subject that wasn't going to dominate the painting. And he could put all his focus onto the light. And I find the variety of color that he gets into the shadows, for instance, is incredible. Blues and violets and purples and pinks and cool browns and cool sort of vermilion reds. It's an absolute delight just to stare into those shadow colors. What you need to do is try and mix those colors. Have a look at those paintings and closely try and uh, mimic those colors on your palette. Get out a palette knife and start mixing paint. And then clearly we need to look at his lights as well and see what broken color he's managed to achieve. Probably just using a cadmium yellow, ultramarine blue. Maybe there's some cobalt involved as well. Obviously some white, but... What I find is that if you use too much white paint, then you're losing vibrancy and you're also influencing the color temperature 
way too cool or very easily you can make your color too cool but the the biggest issue is the vibrancy of the color so Claude Monet is certainly is using some white paint in his lights as well but you don't look at them and think white you think yellows oranges reds sunlit greens because the quantity of white is relatively small compared to the strength and vibrancy of the tube color itself so remember that to make your lights vibrant with strong color don't overdo the volume of white paint that you put into it if you study those you'll see and learn almost everything you need to know about color just from for example, Monet's Haystack series. Now, I've mentioned a few things that I can go into more detail later on in a subsequent podcasts, but things like color temperature or color combinations, for example, complementary colors, one off against the other, and lights and darks. All of that is very important, and we'll go into those in detail later on. I think finally, though, that. A big tip I can offer is don't be afraid of thick paint. A tremendous boost goes into your colors when you apply the colors nice and thick. Obviously, oil paints really lend themselves to this more than most others, but uh, a good thick acrylic paint will do the same thing. But the concept really applies to any opaque medium. Putting it on thick where you want maximum impact, you want colors to really work and really get that um, interaction you know, of mixing broken color. You want to get in a lot of paint. Use thick paint. You've got to get out a bristle brush and you've got to pick up a lot of oil paint with it and put that paint down, especially in the focal areas and in the finishing stages of the painting. Just layer it on, like I sometimes say. Your favorite spread on the only slice of toast you're going to have that day. You want to get the maximum impact, so you're going to put a lot of it on. And do the same with your painting. Don't hold back. Why? Um, nobody is going to point out that you've used too much paint. But it's very easy to see paintings that use too little paint. You're not actually saving paint that way. You are just doing yourself out of the potential of a painting that really works. Once again, I'm just looking at one of Monet's paintings now, his haystack, end of summer. The paint on there, you can see, is so thick. It's just swirling around and textured. And of course, you'd want nothing more than to be able to just touch it and, and uh, feel that for yourself. Well, obviously, you won't be allowed to do that. On Monet's paintings, but you can do it on yours. You can apply thick and juicy paint. And when it's dry, you will delight in that texture. And so will your admirers and your friends and maybe collectors as well will appreciate that you have taken that step to really make the painting um, work at another level. If you want to have a look at more on this topic, visit my blog at malcolmdeweyfineart.com and uh, just do a search in there for color. Several articles going into color and video demonstrations as well. 
In future podcasts, I'm going to dive into the whole color temperature issue a little bit more and also values and what you can do to quickly come to terms with color temperature and uh, strong values in your paintings. If you have any questions that you'd like me to cover in future podcasts about painting and techniques or how to make a breakthrough in your paintings, anything related to painting, drop me a line, um, send me a message, email me, whatever it is, and uh, I will try and cover those topics in future podcasts and maybe in videos as well on YouTube. Remember my YouTube channel at um, YouTube slash Malcolm Dewey. Tons of videos there and tutorials as well and demonstrations. So check that out. Excellent. Well, I've enjoyed having that quick chat with you about color and make sure you subscribe to this podcast to get uh, more tips and advice in the future. Until next time, cheers for now. Mm-hmm.